0: What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Johnners. This is episode 31 and uh, we've got David Anderson back on the podcast this week. We're going to be talking everything from WrestleMania, um, this week's NXT and NXT UK. Um, So welcome back to the podcast David, lovely to have you back on.
1: Thank you very much. It's nice to uh, hit the hat-trick and be back on your <laughs> first day. <time. laughs>
0: yes, hopefully there'll be many more hat-tricks in the future, but thank you for coming back on. So as I mentioned, uh, we're going to be looking at uh, a few things today. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, how the WrestleMania card is shaping up so far. We're going to have a little look at this week's episode of NXT and NXT UK, and then have a, a little chat about how the TakeOver card is uh, is shaping up towards the end of the the uh, the end of the episode. Um, WrestleMania. So it's only a couple of weeks away, David. Um How are you feeling about it at the moment? I mean, I know that there's been some some posts uh, online and I know know that I've shared some comments of my own where it's not that inspiring at the moment. There's nothing that's really jumping off the page. Um, But uh, on the surface of things, how is it looking to you so far?
1: a problem that um, we've had as the years go on is it seems to just snowball our wise and we you know um it gets uh, quite extensive and and it's quite the slog for even the most uh, die hard of fans um you know you, you, you we used to have where you'd be excited to stay up, and, and now it seems like an ordeal. Or, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. uh, you know, if if it was a more... I mean, there is a few, like, you know, shining lights there. You know, hopefully, we're going to have Kofi and Brian, and yeah. we've got the the always the reliable cruiserweights. So, uh, ho- unfortunately, they'll probably be relegated the, a pre-show, despite the fact that the Cards rumoured the be going to be running seven or eight hours, or something like that, which is unreal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the, there is some glimmers of hope there, and hopefully, you know, sometimes the... The worst looking cards on paper end up being you know surprise years so, but wrestlemania's never really it's always about the spectacle isn't it it's not always about the the greatest matches and things like that so yeah. it's for the more casual fan and things but there is stuff to look forward to, unfortunately a, a big, um, you know, um, I don't know if it would call it a pebble in your shoe or how you would describe it, probably some people would have some more colourful versions of so the, the Baron Corbin announcement ah. went, went down like
0: <laughs> a red balloon, didn't it? So. It really did, it really did, and so much so that there's rumours that that match could be changed I don't expect it to, to be honest with you, I think they're going to stick to their guns and uh, stick with Baron Corbin, but what's your thoughts? Are they likely to change it? John, John Cena's uh, been uh, rumoured uh, to possibly uh, fill the gap there if if Baron Corbin is removed but um, um, I I know that that was disappointing news when he was announced to be Kurt Angle's final ever opponent Um, but uh, yeah what's your thoughts?
1: I mean you need something historically significant and if they have done this um, with the notion of changing it to bring Cena back then it is kind of a masterstroke because they've, they've put somebody out there that's so unlikable in just the fact that he's the completely wrong <laughs> opponent for somebody yeah. who's in that final match. You want something historic and you want something that says, thank you, Kurt, for everything that you've done. And Baron Corbin simply isn't that. So if this is a, a ploy to get Cena back, then it's, a, it's a, as I said, a masterstroke. Because you know, normally you'd be absolutely dreading a Cena come by, him. well, personally anyway, and I'm sure there's some people, that are, well, you know, kids and whatnot. But I don't know. Um, Hopefully, it'll get changed. Uh, I can't imagine a Baron Corbin match. You know, Angle at one time could carry anybody, much like Shawn Michaels or somebody of his ilk. But unfortunately, Baron Corbin and Angle does not appeal.
0: Yeah and he just smacks of WWE trying to get somebody else over that the that the the you know the fans just aren't that interested in and uh, he's definitely got, definitely. Uh, uh, he's getting the boos in the audience but that's more go away heat than anything else but uh, yeah we'll see what happens there, I mean maybe I think this year Baron Corbin deserves a spot on the main card, he has featured in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal the last uh, two or three occasions but um, we shall see, I think our, the ardent wrestling fans out there would prefer to see any anybody other than Baron Corbin in that match, wouldn't they? Um, Then then there's uh, one match that I'm particularly interested in. I I don't know whether it's going to be a a match that's going to steal the show, but AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Now, they've had some really good back-and-forth uh, promos over the last couple of weeks on SmackDown, and uh, I think that uh, we've, with Randy Orton playing the, the typical heel here, um, and that there's been some, you know, within the promos, uh, mention of AJ Styles days on the indies and working for Impact and TNA and Dixie Carter coming up in in those promos. It's been quite uh, an interesting storyline, a lot of interesting developments within those promos. And I think that's actually turning a lot of people on to this match. What do you think?
1: X, definitely I, I totally concur I mean it, it's nice to um, put that little bit of realism in there whether you're a, a casual fan who only knows parts of the, you know, the, both of the histories or some a more ardent fan that knows all of the background whether it's TNA or WWE yeah. always adding that realism adds that extra aspect to it and it, hopefully it'll be a, a good match um, um, you can always rely on AJ to put his best foot forward especially on a big stage like Wrestlemania I'm just wondering uh, how it, it's going to go you know because obviously in the past you've had him against Jericho at WrestleMania. His record at WrestleMania isn't the best, so mm. uh, hopefully, you know, AGA will get the upset and uh, Orton will do the right thing, but we'll
0: see. Yeah, we shall see. Um, Buddy Murphy versus Tony Neese. Now, Tony Neese won the, the tournament that's been playing out on 205 Live the last few weeks to uh, get that number one contender spot against Buddy Murphy at WrestleMania. Now, this is Almost a a shoo-in to be relegated to the pre-show. But uh, it should be quite a good match. I, I don't think... Uh, Tony nice' is, is everybody's favourite cruiserweight I think that a lot of people would have preferred to have had maybe a contrast in styles maybe with a Drew Gulak in there um, but uh, nonetheless uh, should be a good match Buddy Murphy has been a very good um, cruiserweight champion in my opinion and uh, he, he he could do a good job on the main roster against pretty much anybody but uh, this match with Tony nice could be could be a bit of a sleeper match could be a good one to watch um, what's your opinion on this one here I
1: just hope they give it enough time for a debrief you know um, I actually like Tony Nese he reminds us very much in a, of uh, Fabian Eichner and the fact that you look at him and you see a muscle guy and you don't realise how well he's going to be able to fly around Me is a little bit smaller than Fabian obviously but um, you know it, it should be a good match and uh, much like the NXT book, book and it's something that's been teased and built towards um, you know the sort of friendly rivalry between the two of them Oh well if i won that much maybe i would be in contention kind of thing nudge wink and you know it's built up to this yeah. so it, it is something i'm definitely looking forward to, and i hope and pray that it isn't relegated it probably most likely be mm-hmm. but you can guarantee it'll be a good match uh, both uh, more than capable workers and and should be a, a fun match all round.
0: Yeah. So I want your opinion on this one then. So Braun Strowman, uh, I think if you saw Monday Night Raw this week, he's announced himself as one of the entrants into the Andre the Giant, but, uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, excuse me. Um, and now this will be the, uh, I think, second time in three years that he's been in the Battle Royal when, uh, you know, he, he was red hot last year and got teamed up with a, with a 10-year-old to win the tag titles against the bar, which was, um, you know, a, a bit of an embarrassing moment for him, I'm sure. The year before, he was in the Battle Royal, uh, as I just mentioned, uh, and got eliminated fairly early on, so he hasn't had a great record in WrestleManias. Um, and, you know, he's, he's one of the bigger stars in the uh, WWE on the Royal Roster at the moment and it's just a shame that he's going to be in the the battle royal once again he'll probably end up winning it Um, but uh, yes not in a featured match this year either for Braun Strowman
1: Yeah it's a bit of a strange one I think we discussed it last time when um, we were together that um, that seem reluctant to pull the trigger, whether that's um, to do with him um, being still slightly green. I mean, he's he's made massive improvements when you think of where he's come from with the Wyatts and yeah. uh, character-wise, and he, he really looked like he was going to be a top-tier, you know, player. But it, the the booking hasn't done him or anybody else much um, good lately on raw. This parody booking and switching people from heel to face, and yeah. and he has uh, cooled off somewhat. And I really think as well, all of these. I mean, we, we realise he's strong I and mean, we realize he can you know tip things over and stuff like that but i i really found the last time they did the thing with the the corvette or whatever it was yeah. and he tore it to pieces <laughs> it, it just it was retreading no ground and it, you just knew he was going to do it and maybe it's okay for the like the, the casual VN kids kids once again that we talk about yeah. but it, it's I, I think you need that you need some consistency I, I feel that with a lot of the top flight players, the people who need to take the next step, like Drew McIntyre and people like that, um, I'm sure we'll get them that match as well. But the, the needs to be um, less parity booking, less 50-50. He wins this week, I win next week. It needs to. Somebody needs to get a strong push and be head and shoulders above the rest. We need these new main eventers.
0: We really do. We really do. So you've just touched on uh, Drew McIntyre there. Um, Although it's not been uh, formally announced yet, I think we're expecting him to go one-on-one with Roman Reigns. Would that be uh, um, correct in your opinion as well, David? I believe so, Yeah, the way it's shaping up on on Raw, certainly. Now, that actually looks like quite a a tasty match, and it's good to see uh, Drew McIntyre um although he's been in the business for quite a while it's good to see him getting a featured match or what would seemingly be a featured match on uh, wrestlemania um against roman reigns and, and we all know that roman is a you know a very capable wrestler um it's uh It would be a change this year round not to see Roman in the main events, as he has been for the last uh, three or four years. But uh, I think that could be another standout match. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Um, That would be one match, uh, if it's confirmed, that I'd certainly be looking forward to. What about yourself?
1: Certainly, yes. Um, as you said, um, Drew has a lot of experience, but he's still relatively young, and somebody that needs to be, in, in, you know, injected in that main event makes much like Strowman if they ever, you know, fully pull the trigger mm. on him. But it, it should be a good match. Uh, Who knows who wins? Because obviously, right now we've got in the rebuilding stage of uh, Roman just coming back, but also um, you know Drew's had um, sort of hit and miss. One minute he's going through tables via the shield, and then the next minute he's he's destroying the shield. And you know, I would really personally, uh, from the the grizzled you know older fan, uh, I'd like to see Drew go over because I think he needs it more than Roman does right now. You know, a little bit of an upset at Mania or something like that, and, and a big stage for him. So hopefully that'll happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe a, a better role for Baron Corbin instead of being uh, up against Kurt Angle could be him kind of being ringside for the Drew versus Roman match and uh, could uh, could potentially interfere in the match, which could get Drew his uh, victory. Maybe that's just a bit of fantasy booking on my part, but uh, maybe that, that that could be uh, a more desirable role for Baron Corbin in a lot of people's eyes as opposed to being up against Kurt Angle. But we've we've spoken about that as treading over old ground. Now, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's have a look at another match. Yeah. Um, I think I, I know your opinion on the Shane McMahon versus the Miz match, so we won't we won't touch on that one. Let's have a look at another match. Um, how about Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio? So it was confirmed on this past uh, Tuesday's uh, SmackDown Live that um, Rey Mysterio will be the challenger to. Samoa Joe's United States Championship Um, on the surface fit it it looks like a a pretty tasty match should be one of the better matches on the night Um, me personally I'd like to see maybe the addition of an Andrade in there just to add that extra dynamic Um, but uh, nonetheless if it does stay one-on-one between Ray and Joe it should be a good match Uh, what's your thoughts on this one?
1: Uh, it'll definitely be there'll be decent quality. That it shows you the the massive amount of talent that WWE has. The two, you know, extremely capable wrestlers. I, mean, I don't care what anybody says about you know Ray pushing up there in age and injuries and everything else. Since he's come back, he's he's been incredible. You know, he's he's really turned back the clock as I, again I think we've discussed before. And you know, it should be a, a really good match. It would be nice to see Andrade. The only thing, a little mm. kind of foible I'd have with that is the fact that the obsession on WrestleMania with triple threats, yeah. and, and the way WWE goes about them as well, I prefer the elimination style to triple threat, otherwise you've just got somebody breaking up the pain or powder in the outside all yeah. the time, you know, so, but it, it will be a good match, an exciting match, again hopefully they'll have the time to put something together that's, uh, you know, nice for everybody to watch, and, you know, it's definitely one, that, uh, one of the more enjoyable matches given the opportunity. Mm.
0: So, Speaking of uh, enjoyable matches, what's your thoughts on uh, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins? <laughs> now, I um, uh- this has had a, a an okay build on uh, on raw we haven't seen an awful lot of brock lesnar he makes his odd cameo appearances here and there um uh, paul Heyman has been filling in when brock lesnar's not been there and seth rollins has been uh you know pulling his weight as he as he tends to both in the ring and on the mic but uh, this one's not really setting the world alight at the moment in my opinion um i'm sure it'll be a, a good match because when you know when Brock's heart is in, uh, you know, on, on, in a match. Then he really does produce, you know, one of the better matches. Usually, uh, when his when his heart is not in the match, then uh, you tend to see the opposite. But I think that uh, Seth Rollins is a type of um, opponent that can get the best out of Brock Lesnar. Um, Brock had a, a a fantastic match. Um, what, what was the last pay per view that Brock was was in? Uh,
1: um, I think it was Royal Rumble with
0: uh, Balor, Was it? Correct. Oh, yes. No. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so I mean. I think that Brock tends to perform very well against uh, the more capable uh, individual we've yep. seen Brock perform very well against uh, AJ Styles and uh, Finn Balor and I think this one could be very similar so um, yeah this could be one of the standout matches on the card um, depending on its, its card placement um, wh- wh- what do you think would be the crowd reaction if this match went on last David?
1: I, I can't see it going on last, but um, I could imagine it being you know middle a sort for of mm. three quarters of the way through the card. But um, it, it depends which Brock Lesnar shows up. If we're going to get the usual, you know, um, suplex, <laughs> give his opponent nothing, much like he did with Dean. Because apparently, when Dean Ambrose wrestled him at WrestleMania, Dean yeah. wanted to do a lot more, and Brock simply just you know said not. It's not happening, <laughs> uh, which was unfortunate because yeah. we might have got let's see the Dean Ambrose that people know from the independent circuit a little bit more. But it is what it is, yeah. and you can. get Guarantee that with Seth Rollins in there, just as you mentioned, those past opponents and including Daniel Bryan, he always seems to have a better match when he's got the small opponent to toss around, and then that per- person can carry the you know the load and the high flying and the yeah. exciting spots and whatnot. Um, uh, it, it, it's as you said, it's, it's hard. I feel sorry for Seth Rollins because he has to go off and do other things and distract himself with the Shield and, and Dean Ambrose and everything else because. Brock doesn't like to turn up too often. Now, in the past, yeah. the argument was it makes it a massive match and it makes it more important because he only shows up. I can see the argument for that. Like, you know, it, it's a big deal. It's like back in the day when you'd only get the big matches on the big shows. You'd only get squash matches in the in, on the weekly shows and whatnot. Yeah. But... um uh, unfortunately, I think it's backfired in this case. It's getting to the point where everybody's getting a little bit tired of the Brock show, where he he turns up, and even it, it, it doesn't even seem as you know, as brilliant as Paul Heyman is, and as great he is on the mic, and you know he can sell a pay per view, and he can sell a match, and, and and he can get people in the seats and basically sell them again into um, being in, invested in this match. But it, it just like it's it, we've been there and done that with Brock, and there seems there needs to be something else. And if he retains, you're going to have people up and on. <laughs>
0: you know, it. yeah crazy <laughs> yeah absolutely so uh let's have a look then we've got what about daniel bryan now uh this is one storyline that is holding my interest to be perfectly honest with you certainly the last few weeks with uh, Kofi Mania and all the uh, roadblocks that have been uh, put in his way um, as he does pretty much everything within his power to try to get that WWE Championship match against Daniel Bryan Um, and now this past Tuesday on Smackdown I think he went through five opponents in a a gauntlet then uh, McMahon came down and said you've got one more person you need to beat that was the WWE Champion uh, and Daniel Bryan actually pinned Kofi, adding an extra kind of bit of intrigue into whether Kofi will kind of get that uh, get that WrestleMania shot. Now, um, all will become apparent this Tuesday, I'm sure. Um, it's almost looking a, a dead cert that Kofi will find his way into that championship match. Uh, like I say, this is one of the more intriguing storylines uh, in the WWE at the moment. Um, kind of, where's your where's your thoughts on the? What's your thoughts on this and, and Kofi Mania? and how the storyline's gone and uh, how the match might go in two weeks time
1: I think He's gone exactly, and I'm, I'm sure there's people that are going to curse me for this. So I think they've gone 100% the right way about this. Now, you know, the whole, I think a lot of modern fans don't realize that the whole point of a, a good face and an underdog is he's supposed to overcome odds, and the whole point of a, a bad heel or bad authority character is they're supposed to throw, you know, obstacles in the way. The fact that um, Kofi's on this where he's got to kind of overcome and he's getting screwed over and everything else is just going to make it all the sweeter when it. Gets to WrestleMania yeah. if and when he wins the t- championship. I think outside of the Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Ronda Rousey storyline. This is, you know, the the storyline that's gonna sell it for like most people and have people watching the moaning and groaning about Baron Corbin and this and that and the other. But that is a match. And Brian's been fantastic in it. Kofi, uh, everybody knows he's the workhorse. He never phones it in. He always there, consistent performance. You know, he's been there for eleven years and you know battling. And it's just the perfect story. You know, he's he's had all of these roadblocks thrown in his way and we. all know he's going to be there at WrestleMania and he's going to have his day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm kind of thinking maybe beyond WrestleMania but uh, um, if uh, Kofi becomes WWE Champion at WrestleMania how uh, it might uh, eventually involve maybe um, I don't know I'd like to see him go up against one of his New Day uh, colleagues possibly a match with Big E but um, you know there's rumours that Big E could possibly turn against Kofi um, if not before WrestleMania maybe after um, but that that would be an interesting match I'd like to see you know, a really good kind of storyline development because you know, New day uh, you know would would, would have to um, I don't know split up somewhere down the line in my opinion but that could be quite an interesting feud for Kofi if it all kind of pans out uh, the way uh, my, my little brain is working at the moment my <laughs> fantasy booking but uh, that's something that is going around and could be quite an interesting one.
1: I think it's a, a lot of people are thinking that way. Uh, hopefully, it'll be after Mania we'll get this storyline out of the way and maybe even the, you know how broad after WrestleMania tends to be you know where the shock um, value happens and it's yeah. always got that um, different crowd, the mix of uh, British fans and you know fans from all over the world and yeah. it's always it's always a fun night usually and, and I could well imagine them pulling the trigger on a on a big E turn and obviously a uh, trickle on effect from that makes you wonder where that leaves Xavier but you know New Day has been together what four or five years now yep. so it is time and and they're all capable performers I don't care I mean obviously Kofi and Xavier the more you, you think about the more high flying the more exciting but Big E's more than capable of uh, putting on exciting matches as well with, with the right opponents <laughs> you know and this could be a different dynamic you know you've got the the the, the face and of, you know, the, he's going to be absolutely on the pinnacle if, if he does go over at WrestleMania and we'll have yeah. the first black WWE officially, you know, if you don't yeah. count The Rock and anybody else. But, you know, yeah. that, that's an argument for another day. But, you know, and when we get to see how bad the Big E could possibly be.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So a couple a couple more matches just to cover off here. Um, Triple H versus Batista. Um, not a match that I've got an awful lot of interest in, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Um, no doubt Triple H will get his... You know, marathon uh, slog, uh, which will probably be an ideal bathroom break for anybody uh, in the MetLife Stadium that evening. Um, the storyline is reasonably intriguing. I liked the way they kind of uh, did the Ric Flair 70th birthday celebrations and uh, Batista dragging him through the backstage area. Thought that was good. Um, you know, the storyline's been okay. I'm not expecting this to be, uh, you know, uh, a Dave Meltzer five star classic by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but. Uh, it would be
1: if it <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely! If it was in Japan, but um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I this one could be a bit of a slog, to be honest with you. What's your thoughts?
1: Um, you, well, you didn't. You, you can't hear me rolling my eyes like <laughs> through, the, through the phone. But it's, it's like you know, it's the typical. Uh, you know, it, it goes back to the whole. Um, you know, older. And headliners, and I know like WrestleManias tend to rely on them a lot for the last few years. But yeah, you know, we've been here before with Triple H, and as he said, he's going to have the you know huge entrance blah, blah blah. Call it what yeah. you will. And my problem has also been Batista's kind of commitment. He hasn't been there really with the promos. You know, yeah. Triple H can usually sell you into the much like a Heyman or somebody like that. You know, I've always thought Shawn Michaels was a superior. Triple H, that's another argument for another yeah. day. But anyway, Triple H is, in recent years has been able, to, you know, bring it at WrestleMania time and, and hype you into the seats. But that that promo with him and the Batista live on Raw was very sort of. It didn't hit the mark, and then I was hoping that with the pre-record or maybe, I don't know if it was live or, you know, slightly on Batista, but I was hoping that he was going to be able to come across and add a little extra something to it that go, okay, right, maybe he is committed to this, but it just seems like another big payday for two, you know, stars that have been there. I really liked when they originally, don't get us wrong, I really liked when they did the original Evolution, um, Get Back Together, and then Batista, Oh, You've Never Beaten Me, yeah, and, and I then, enjoyed that. You know, yeah, and you know when you were talking about Baron Corbin being at ringside and costing somebody or Big E turning, we never actually saw Rick Flair get attacked. So you know you don't know where you know and it's tricky, True. tricky Rig, you know. Yeah, you, you know what well, you know what it's like. Dirty is the um, game. Yeah, that, that could be a, that could be a factor too, but. Um, you know, uh, at the match, unfortunately, we've seen what's happening with Triple H and Undertaker and Shawn Michaels and everybody else in recent times. It's it's not going to be a five-star classic. And, no. you know, the No Holds board <laughs> is going to help, um, you know, get around that hopefully but
0: yeah i was going to mention that that, it, that because it's a no holds barred match that that could add an extra layer and obviously they've added that stipulation in there just to um you know cover up their uh, you know weaknesses so to speak yeah, yeah. in, in yeah. the ring but so that, it, it depends how far they go with that but um yeah that that could make it you know fairly interesting uh we shall see we shall see so let's have a look at um what i believe will be the the main event uh hopefully it will close the show ronda rousey versus becky lynch and uh, charlotte flair in the triple threat for the uh raw women's championship now this has been the, the hottest storyline um, of the last six months, you could say, maybe longer, uh, but certainly it, it, since uh, 2019 and when Becky Lynch won the uh, the Royal Rumble in January, um, it, it has been the kind of the hottest storyline. I think it's been certainly the hottest storyline on Twitter, um, but uh, kind of on TV, it's fallen a little bit short. I, I do think... Uh, the shine on Becky Lynch has kind of has faded a little bit, if nobody minds me saying. But I do think um, Ronda Rousey has, has really done herself um, a lot of favours by turning heel. And I think her promo work has been good lately. Um, but uh, kind of the odd person out here seems to be Charlotte Flair. She seems to be a little bit um, quiet on the Western front, but uh, still a red hot um a red hot program um a red hot storyline um just i think with the, the the booking and uh some of the uh, you know the, the backwards and forwards it's, it's kind of lost a little bit of its shine in my opinion what do you think david
1: certainly yes I, I, the the slightly confusing bit with Beggy, you know, limping out on crutches, then throwing them away, then being back on them, and then yeah. you know, sitting there on Smackdown totally fine, and you know, and it's like everybody's had a go at being heel, and and, and I think, um, you know, Beggy needed to be a bit more anti-authority than just, you know, coming out through a, a crowd and having a go at somebody. I, I do agree that, like, you know, the, the Ronda Rousey uh, turn is Helped, you know, add a different factor to her, and her matches are improving all the time. It's just she needs to get there with a promo that, like, you know, fans can. Yeah, just keep it short and keep it to the point. You know, when she when she starts rambling and starts getting mm. a little bit too I don't, expanding on the point, it, it, it kind of loses the fans a bit. Just keep it straight. You know, I'm, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill you and nobody's got a chance. Kind of thing. Uh, that's that's all we need. You know, you don't need to expand upon that. Sometimes sometimes less is more. But you know, definitely this is one of the marquee matches. This is one, and and I think if if Becky doesn't go over, then there's going to be a lot of unhappy fans.
0: Mm. Well, I, I think. Uh, um, we it, we could really get an indicator on that based on its placement on the card. If they um, have the match um, possibly in the, in the middle of the card or towards the top end, and uh, then you, you you might know that you're not necessarily going to get the, the happy ending If it goes on last, then you're probably going to get the happy ending that everybody's after, which is a Becky Lynch win. But let's uh, uh, say there are a few intriguing matches there. It has been rumoured once again that there could be you know another. Another four or five or six matches added to this. I've heard a 16-match card, a 17-match card. I seven, I 17 <laughs> and eight yeah. which is unreal. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you've, you've got, a, a, I think, a four-way match on SmackDown Live this coming Tuesday to see who will face uh, Asuka um, for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Oh, I, I can't remember who's, who's in that match, to be honest with you, but uh, it doesn't that, that really... Says
1: it all about the, the booking of Poor Asuka, doesn't yeah. you know I mean, she's just now an afterthought—the woman who won the Royal Rumble, the woman that couldn't be touched for years. And, yeah. And once that Charlotte loss happened, she really lost all steam, didn't
0: she? Unfortunately, and and there's yeah. still no no confirmed matches for for Finn Balor yet. Although he's on a lot of the WrestleMania programs as the Demon, so that could be quite interesting. Uh, no Bobby Lashley yet, the Intercontinental Champion. No Andrade. No uh, the Revival either. So it uh, looks like we could be seeing some of these names in the Battle Royals um, because, uh, yeah, otherwise uh, that's not going to kind of have uh, everybody in it uh, that they need to fill the gaps. But um, just, some big I, names I, not, not on the card at the moment, David.
1: I just wonder, like, what this... Obviously, it gives people a chance to get a payday, but what the Andre Battle Royal really achieves other than you know, being able to get his name out there again and, you know, uh, celebrate him one more time, because it doesn't really seem to have any storyline effect or, you know, uh, anything for the the winner, really. Very um, true. Yeah. Uh, going going ahead, so uh, I don't know. The battle royals to me just seems like a very throwaway thing. I'd sooner see you know somebody like you mentioned in an Andrade who totally deserves it that have have an opportunity in some ty- type of match or give that extra time to the um, US title match and you know shoehorn him in there. So
0: absolutely, absolutely. But like I say some big names not on the card yet. Hopefully, over the next couple of weeks uh, worth of Raw and SmackDown, we will see some developments there and uh, some uh, last minute additions to the card. But uh, Um, As I've mentioned on Facebook, I'm I'm not quite there yet. I'm, I'm sure as it gets closer... I will uh, you know, have all the butterflies and the excitement and looking forward to WrestleMania like we do every single year. But at the moment, I'm not quite um, as excited as I would expect myself to be. Um, maybe it's a little bit different this year compared to last because I know that I was heading out to New Orleans. But uh, um, I'm sure it will be a good card. But uh, one card that I do want to talk about a little bit later on is NXT TakeOver New York. Now, every match on that so far is looking stellar. And I can't wait to talk to you about that fairly shortly. But what we'll do is we'll um, uh, have a look at this week's edition of NXT UK and uh, talk about some of the happenings there. So uh, right, let's crack straight on with it. So this is the 20th of March edition of uh, NXT UK. So we start this week's show with NXT UK General Manager Johnny Saint uh, and his uh, mouthpiece, Sid Scala, who are in the ring uh, to make an important announcement that uh, Pete Dunne will be defending his UK Championship at TakeOver New York. Um, and then, then the bruiser weight comes out, mic in hand, uh, title over his shoulder, and Dunne declares that he wants Walter, uh, before leaving the ring, uh, setting up their match for the WWE UK Championship at TakeOver New York. Um, So we obviously read the spoilers a few weeks ago when the tapings uh, in Coventry took place. I think that a lot of us kind of predicted that this would be, um, uh, this would be happening um, over WrestleMania weekend and uh, it certainly is and uh, th- this is a-, a mouthwatering match and uh, I'm sure, I know that Pete Dunne and Walter have wrestled many times before but not on uh, our WWE TVs, not on the WWE Network and this should be a cracking match. David, what do you think?
1: Um, I'll say exactly what I said on uh, Facebook, sold Yeah, absolutely <laughs> that, <you> know, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't really have the words uh, to to describe how I feel about this one it's just, you know it's uh, NXT is a brand, it's just Streets ahead of of the main roster, isn't it? You know, yeah. what the one one match, uh, as I put again on Facebook, that the, you know you've got Angle and Corbin, which is an, <laughs> entirely like the antithesis of like what anybody wants, yeah. and then you've got. Um, Walter, and you know that's the mouthwatering match. And even though Walter hasn't had that many matches on NXT, it's what everybody expected, and it's it's the logical step. And you know, we, will it be mean that um, that you know record reign of uh, Pete Dun comes to an end? You know, um, and that remains to be seen. There you
0: it? go. Well, he's um, surpassed uh, 650 days now, okay. so um, uh, definitely a, a, a very credible. Um, uh, and praiseworthy uh, title reign there but uh, this is going to be his toughest um, opponent and toughest challenger to his championship so far in those 650 plus days um, then we get a, a backstage segment where there's a Tony Storm um, yay. yay and she, <laughs> and, uh, she says that uh, uh, the difference between her and Ginny is that she knows hard work and she knows uh, how to be a champion and maybe that's why um, she's always had a problem with her why, why Ginny's always had a problem with Tony now both you and I we're big fans of uh, Tony Storm and Ginny uh, and uh, but but the, the, this eventual match um, deserves to be on a slightly bigger stage than just a future episode of NXT UK in my opinion um, I, I I haven't heard anything, but um, is there a possibility that this could be saved for uh, uh, the next NXT UK takeover, wherever that might take place? Um, I do hope that a match of this uh, magnitude doesn't take place on a regular NXT TV episode, but uh, what's your thoughts on this?
1: I'm hoping it's a, a series maybe, you know, a, yeah. a, a match for contention on, on like a, a weekly show and then, you know, maybe some back and forth promos and, are, you know, obviously being Ginny at an attack or something like that, you know, they've got a lot of history together as anybody who knows them, you know progress and everywhere else in between you know, and then they always have good matches with each other and and Ginny's you know, the really good um, entitled heel to her like, you know, baby face and uh, mm. I'm just wondering if, you know, where that leaves Rhea in the, um, the the larger scheme obviously we saw her in the backstage uh, segment and she's focused on destroying Isaiah uh, Brookside which I thought was a Hilarious comment when she called her that little And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was epic. To be honest with you, and it, I just thought it was a, it's a little strange that she entirely ignored Tony. And but you know, this isn't about Tony Storm. But yeah, maybe she's just working her way back to her. But if Jenny should happen to come out, you know, with the belt, then where does that leave Rhea in the scheme of things? You know, title wise.
0: Well, I was thinking the same. And it's nice to see Rhea Ripley still involved in it, in a feud of sorts. Obviously, she's um, looking to, uh, uh, t- t- you know. To deal with Zia Brooks, Brookside um, and they have had a couple of matches before, I think the, the most notable one was uh, their match in the, um, the the tournament to crown the first NXT UK champion uh, back last year when Rhea Ripley obviously became the first champion uh, so I, I think that the feud between Rhea Ripley and Zia Brookside is obviously to elevate uh, Zia to get her more of a recognised name on the NXT UK brand it is a bit of a, a step down for Rhea considering that she was the, the first um, NXT UK Women's Champion and she had a, quite a, a couple of epic matches with Tony Storm and that feud, of course, which culminated in Blackpool in January. Um, but still, you know, it's keeping Rhea relevant. It's keeping her on TV. Um, so maybe she'll be, you know, a contender to uh, the NXT UK Women's Championship sometime again in the future. I think she definitely deserves it. Um, she's too much of a, you know, uh, an intriguing character and uh, she has developed a lot in the ring over the last couple of years that she uh, deserves um you know a, a few more or maybe at least one more title reign in the future or at least to be taken seriously on a, on another brand maybe NXT over in yeah. the states or possibly up on the main roster and maybe that's where you know they've got their sights set for for rear players up on the main roster sometime this year or early 2020 but um you, you know uh I, i'm kind of looking forward to her and her series with uh Zybrookside, side uh two very good uh young talented wrestlers uh that deserve a bit of tv time
1: certainly yes and the, you know the the women's roster is starting to flesh out now. You know we've got Viper or mm. Piper Niven or whatever she's going to be called, yep. um, come in, and the very capable Kaylee Ray, and you know, and there's all sorts of, you know, different styles and different types. And it seems that even Nina Samuels is getting a little bit of traction now yes. and uh, getting a bit of a push behind now, which is all good. I mean, you might we might even see if if you know, Journey does become champion somewhere down the line, we might even see a, a series between her and Zaya, because, I mean Zaya has really come along in the last yeah. few years so I've watched her on, on the independent circuit go from, you know, a, long, a young girl, though, a very capable performer and that doesn't need the, you know, the Brookside name the you know, prove what she's worth, she's been, in, she's been in Japan and she's very capable on the indie scene and, and a nice young girl and, you know, more power to her and hopefully she does well in NXT
0: Definitely. Right, let's look at the first match of the night then, so it was Eddie Dennis versus is, uh Leguero, El Leguero, however you want to pronounce it, but uh, Eddie Dennis versus uh, Leguero. So Leguero gets um, uh, an early two count from a springboard stunner. Uh, then Leguero sends Dennis to the outside, but is caught in midair, uh, only to be planted hard on the uh, the edge of the ring apron there from Eddie Dennis. Uh, Dennis spends a good portion of the match using his size advantage to pummel uh, Leguero down to the canvas. Uh, Leguero rolls through on a seven bridge buckle bomb uh, to catch Dennis with a slingshot hurricane runner on the outside followed by a springboard splash for a two count and after a bit of back and forth uh, Leguero gets another close near fall from what appeared to be a Canadian destroyer. Um, Eddie Dennis gets Leguero up for the delayed su- vertical suplex um, off of the, the middle turnbuckle there so a delayed standing vertical superplex uh, but the match ends after nine minutes after Eddie Dennis hits his Seven Bridge buckle bomb and uh, finishes Laguerre off with his next stop driver for the pinfall victory. Uh, like i say after nine minutes, so quite a decent match. Um, I thought both guys got their offense in. Um, a good way to start uh, NXT UK this week.
1: Yeah, a good TV match. I'm, I'm a big fan of Eddie Dennis, and you know Laguerre always consistent in the ring wherever he is, whether it's on TV or in a you know an indie match on on the circuit. Um, I love the Eddie Dennis character, I love yeah. the, the the slow build of him, you know, he hasn't even really been hurt by, he's lost to uh, Mastiff on the first uh, UK takeover, nope. um, a brilliant character for the future and, and one that I'd love to see, you know, elevated more towards the title scene, you know, whether that's against, you know, whoever, mm. I'm not going to say who, but, uh, you know, a good match and I was actually surprised that he said that wasn't a nine minute match because it did seem to, you know, go over quite quickly, that suplex spot off the corner was excellent, yes. you know, it was... Nice little block of the C4L or the leaping DDT, if you prefer, off the ropes, you yeah. know, the springboard, um, and yeah, a good, a good match. I'm not really sold on Eddie's finish. The next stop driver, I, I like his, I like his crucifix, like the Seven Bridge into the corner, and, yeah. but I don't know, it lacks that oomph of a finisher for me. The it, it's kind of like a, a lift in reverse DDT kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but I don't know. Uh, he, he, you know, he, he puts the package together well. Is this this sort of um, small, me, creepy heel? So uh, I hope to see him do good things. And Leggero as well. So they're both good performers. Yeah,
0: and uh, both you and I saw Eddie Dennis um, at the progress show in uh, Birmingham a couple of Sundays ago and he, <laughs> he, he uh, fought and uh, managed to overcome uh, DJz uh, and uh, I thought that that was uh, one of the one of the better matches of the night but uh, DJz has apparently just signed um, with NXT with the WWE so uh, um, I, that was the first time I'd seen DJz uh, kind of much at all if I'm honest with you um, I've, I've heard of the name and I know that he'd been on the independent circuits for a while and, and TNA impact yeah. Um, but um, he really impressed me that night so I think he could be a good addition to the uh, the main NXT roster uh, what's your thoughts on DJZ?
1: Uh, I, I enjoyed him but unfortunately I was distracted by Eddie again because he was just hamming it up a treat and, and yeah. healing it <laughs> up a treat you know the, the spot where he, he's kicking DJZ in the corner and then he um, he's like okay ref I'll, I'll stop and then he kicks him and he goes I lied and, he, <laughs> and he's Welsh and it, it was just fantastic you know yeah. I just I'm totally sold on Eddie as a bad guy. I mean, and and you know the the progress crowd, he's kind of a tweener more. You know, the, yeah. the the love they love to hate him and they love to go along with his antics. But you know, a, a competent performance from DJZ and, and again an, an enjoyable match for what it was. It will not be remembered you know fondly in the annals of history. But uh, you know, uh, and hopefully DJZ will do well on the uh, NXT roster. I can't say that he's a light bright there. Uh, Thing,
0: making at the TV. No, me neither. Um, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we Mustafa Ali, you know, so we're all going a bit Mortal combat here, but. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah.
0: I I can't imagine DJZ's um, air horn kind of gimmick um, uh, <laughs> appearing on NXT either. But it, it was quite amusing, certainly for the live crowd in Birmingham. But uh, back 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 to the show anyway. So we see a bit of a, a training montage with Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams as they set their eyes on a future NXT UK Tag Team Championship match. Um, <laughs> <Hot>. Well, absolutely. <laughs> they've fun fun. won they've won two matches. Um, I I don't know how well they will fare against uh, the grizzled young veterans, but maybe that's a match that we'll uh, have to look forward to over the coming weeks. And then the, the next match uh, on on uh, this week's NXT UK was Sam Stoker and Lewis Howley versus uh, The Hunt, uh, comprised of the wild boar Mike Hitchman and and primate so uh, i know that you're you're relatively familiar with with primate uh, haven't seen him wrestle quite a few times on the independent circuit but uh, they they're now an official tag team now they've got uh, they've got a name and everything um, but uh, the primate and hitchman uh, w- w- were just too aggressive uh, for the combo of uh, stoker and howley the match only goes 2 minutes um, after their double team kind of pop up uh, belly to back suplex combo from from the hunt and it's nice to see the wild boar and the primate getting easy win here, and a, a good reaction from the fans in, in attendance as well. They seem to be quite popular with the fans in Coventry. Uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on this, this combo and this very quick match?
1: Yeah, well, I didn't used to be that sold on Primate or um, Wild Boar at one time, but you know they are, they are making uh, fans of his, it was a, a good hard-hitting match and some nice uh, double-team work from uh, The Hunt, and it was nice, the fact that they the called The Hunt and not team something like WWE yeah. seems to be obsessed with calling, and it's it's got potential, yeah. you know, it, 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 obviously they're not going to really get a, a shot at the um, NXT gold, I'd imagine, while the grizzled young veterans have, have got the belts, but who knows, the weird NXT book things, you never know, we might get a you know a heel, I mean, I don't know if Primate and Wild Boar are heel. they're certainly aggressive, I don't know if they're heels, but to Mm. be honest with you, I actually quite like Sam Stoker and uh, Lewis Howley. Uh, Yeah, they're good. I'd love to see them get like, an, uh, you know, start getting some upset wins and and things like that. You know, the kind of underdog thing. Oh my God, we we did that, and then it becomes not such a a big deal that they're winning because they look the part and they look like a good team. So mm-hmm. I'd like to see them stick around and actually, you know, get a real run rather than just be there. The you know make somebody else look good. But it was a good match, and and the the finish, the match, uh, the the suplex that you mentioned mm-hmm. reminded me a lot in a way of the American Alpha pop up um, back suplex. You yeah. know. And there was some nice little two black spots in the match, and and that um, sent on the, the borders in the corner. It, yeah. It's really unusual because no, mostly you see somebody like Kevin Owens or somebody hit a cannonball in the corner and they they go you know inwards, and he kind of does it with his back, which looks really you know well full on and impactful. So hopefully we'll we'll see more of the hunt and more of um, Stoker and Howley as well.
0: Indeed, indeed, and then we get uh, another fairly good match. Uh, Ashton Smith versus Cassius Ono so uh, um, a a pretty good match uh, sorry a pretty good pop for Cassius Ono as he came out for his NXT UK debut Uh, very very well received I think you could tell uh, just as his music started that nobody was expecting him to be there Um, and uh, you know Ono gave us uh, a promo a couple of weeks ago um, when he sent out a warning to all NXT UK talent saying that he was coming to NXT UK to show them how uh, British and European wrestling should be done obviously uh, Ono um, back in his Chris Hero days spent many a year wrestling across Europe and in the UK and they mentioned on the TV show that he's wrestled um, you know people like uh, you know Johnny Saint and many of the kind of more familiar British names of, of the past and present um, but uh, quite quite a strong uh, background in, in a, a wide variety of, of wrestling styles including the more European style for Cassius Ono. Um, ono gets a, a two count from a a very well-executed vertical suplex. There's been a lot of suplexes in this uh, show so far. Uh, Smith, Smith made a spirited comeback with several forearms, kicks, and a Samoan drop for a two-count of his own. Uh, ono uh, soon lands two successive running sentons before crushing Smith with a rip-cord rolling elbow for the relatively easy pinfall victory. Uh, plenty of appreciation from the fans for Ono throughout this match, and uh, Cassius then picks his opponent up to show uh, a sign of sportsmanship only for uh, Ono to nail Smith with another rolling elbow Uh, Travis Banks then comes out to um, show some support to Ashton Smith uh, possibly setting up a match between Ono and Banks on a future episode of NXT UK so um, uh, yeah, quite quite a a pleasing match here if nothing else for the reception that Cassius Ono got from the crowd and uh, a good victory for uh, for Cassius Ono Uh, what, what do you think about this match?
1: A good way to establish, you know, oh no, if he's going to stick around for a bit and maybe do something a bit more, you know, productive uh, than he did on NXT where he's just mostly putting people over. I'd like to see him, like, you know, constantly push this, um, you know, I'm a student of the British style, like a Colcabana or anything like that, and then consistently, you know, cheat and, you know, go underhanded to the point where Johnny Saints lining up opponents, you know, the... the to counter him, and you know, just getting frustrated with the fact that he's supposed to be representing this European and British style, and yeah. and he and he's, and he's an absolute underhanded dog, you know. I mean, you know yeah. how he how he pull um, you know, Ashton after the match. Uh, hopefully, the match with uh, an upcoming match with uh, Travis will be good. I can uh, I can picture you know uh, him countering um, Travis's aerials with some stiff elbows and th- and kicks and things like that. I mean, um, his his work looks laid in. Who knows? It always looks you know very Believable, the elbows and the strikes—he's—he's really got it then. And it's a shame he doesn't have, uh, you know, more opportunities. So hopefully this will be a good thing all
0: round. It could be, it could be, and it gives him a, a different uh, uh, roster to go up against, and um, yeah, a different range of opponents. And I think he, he you know, it could be the, the change that could really um, give him give him well, obviously fresh opportunities, but a fresh lease of life if, if he's got um, you know a different type of opponent to go up against on a weekly basis. Like I so we don't know how often we're going to see him on NXT UK but certainly it was a a refreshing change for him and the fans and for the TV audience on this week's uh, NXT UK anyway Um, the final match on this week's NXT UK was Tyler Bate versus James Drake so James Drake obviously won half of the Grizzled Young Veterans your favorite tag team David Um, and Zach (laughs) well (laughs) the the, the photos on your Facebook page would would kind of give that away uh, from a mile off but um, uh, no Zach Gibson um, over the last few weeks now he's actually out with a bit of an injury i understand it's not clear what the really? injury is do you know do you know anything yeah. about that at all i haven't heard no it's, yeah. it's a surprise to me so yeah, uh I he, he is uh look, say only out temporarily i don't think it's going to be anything too um drastic where they are going to need to take the, the championships off them um but uh i'm sure we'll see zach back in the ring very soon um but um to start the match uh, Bait catches Drake in midair from a, uh, a leapfrog before executing uh, his patented airplane spin. Uh, this doesn't last for too long before Drake shoves Bait from the top turnbuckle out to the floor on the outside before slamming Bait into the barricade on the outside. Uh, Drake gets a two count from a gut wrench suplex. Uh, Bait uh, gets the upper hand with a standing hurricane rana and an exploder suplex in the corner before uh, getting a two count from a running shooting star press. The fans are really getting into this match. Um, however, Drake does get the two count from a jackknife face buster. Um, I, I don't know whether you saw that move where he kind of face plants him. Um, yeah, a bit... like the
1: face first power bomb. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. right. And uh, Jake yeah. uh, Drake lands on his feet from an attempted 450 splash. Uh, but Bait nails Drake with an exploder suplex in the corner before finishing the match with a top rope uh, corkscrew sent on for the one, two, three. And another fun match uh, with plenty of fun interaction from the fans. Um, um, yeah not the best match of the night in my opinion but uh a, a good match between these two what are your thoughts for this kind I, of main really event, main event match I, yeah
1: i really enjoyed it I, that was my favorite match of the and simply mm. because it got to illustrate what a good and competent worker that james streak is in a singles match i mean a lot of us already knew that if you'd seen them in progress uh, i've mentioned fabian eichner and him um, did a bit of a show stealer a while ago on a progress and you know then um, he was able to command a lot of the match. He was able to hit some nice backbreakers and suplexes, and more than hold his own against Tyler, but which I found pleasantly surprising. Because often the British strong style, are, you know, they're the stars of the show, and the, and the, while the give and take, and uh, it was nice to see, you know, James getting that spotlight. And anybody who was a little unfamiliar with him, he, he tends to, you know, be in the background. The, the more, you know, uh, confident and vibrant, and better on the mic. Um, the, Liverpool's number one, Mr. Gibson. Um, Gibson. Yeah. But but um, here he was showing that you know he's more than capable of holding his own in a singles match and. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the dynamic of him being able to command a lot of the match and make uh, Tyler look in trouble a lot of mm. the time. You, you wondered who was going to win.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe it'd have been a you know a pleasant surprise for for everybody if, if uh, James Drake had walked away uh, with the victory, but it wasn't to be on this occasion. But no doubt it will set up a, a, a you know a match in the future where we, we see Mustache Mountain and the Grizzled Young Veterans possibly going at it for the tag team titles once again. That would be a a, a good rematch that we haven't seen from TakeOver Blackpool yet but I'd I'd certainly like to see that rematch um, as soon as Zach Gibson is is ready and able but um, to close the show we see Walter come out of Johnny Saint's uh, office having accepted Pete Dunne's challenge to face uh, him for the WWE UK Championship at NXT TakeOver New York so there you have it It it's official and uh i know that we've uh, spoken about uh this match uh for the last few weeks on the podcast but uh it is official we, we've spoken about how excited we are for this um this is championship match that, that will take place in new york uh two weeks today as a matter of fact um uh, pete dunn has been wwe uk champion for well over 650 days um but uh, yeah uh, we'll talk more about the takeover card very shortly but uh, yeah it, it is official and uh, walter um has obviously signed on the dotted line there so let's have a look at nxt uh, from full sale from this past wednesday and um the show opens with Triple H uh, coming out, carrying uh, carrying the championship, carrying Goldie uh, to announce uh, uh, an update to the championship situation and um, what that will look like uh, heading into TakeOver New York. So Triple H says that NXT is something special um, because it is here in NXT and in this ring that dreams can become possibilities. Triple H says that uh, the reality um, of all of this is that dreams can end um, in this same ring. Triple H says that he was going to be coming out here to announce the main event of NXT Takeover New York between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa and uh, a match that's been years in the making he described it. Uh, He goes on to say that when one dream ends another dream begins uh, and becomes a reality. Triple says that Johnny Gargano will be going to New York to face the winner of a five-way match uh, taking place uh, that night uh, between Ricochet, Adam Cole, Alistair Black... Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle in a number one contenders match uh, to see who will uh, take on Gargano for the vacant championship um, at NXT TakeOver New York and it's going to be a two out of three falls match with whoever uh, faces Gargano Um, so we've spoken before I'm sure about uh, Tommaso Ciampa and what a kind of uh, of shame it is that uh, he can't kind of bookend that two year long storyline with Gargano I'm sure they'll get the opportunity to hopefully um, hopefully fingers crossed in the future um, but um, you know I think that out of you know a sad situation like this they have uh, made th- the best of of a, of a bad situation and uh, they've come up with quite an intriguing way to kind of um, uh, build the NXT Championship match back up for TakeOver New York with this five-way and uh, kind of what's your thoughts when you saw this David?
1: Oh, well, obviously, firstly, um, how disappointed I was for Ciampa. um uh, You can see whether he's your favourite or not. He, he, he's arguably the, the greatest NXT champion we've had, and storyline-wise, you know, he calls himself the, the greatest sports entertainer, and, you know, it's, it's hard to argue. The fact that you look at this storyline with him and Gargano from the last, you know, year or two, and it's been so episodic, and the matches have been so well done where the flip a lot of things that they've done in prior matches, and it's just they've been able to keep it fresh. I mean, a lot of people have said that there were it was winding down a bit, and hopefully, maybe this was you know what we needed to just to get them off TV for a little while and yeah. just go go in a different direction and whatnot. It is sad, and unfortunately, it's because of the amount of effort that they put into these matches on a weekly basis that inevitably you're going to get injuries, and it's always. Terrible when a title reign ends, you know, out of the ring rather than in it. But yeah. uh, I'm sure Chamber will come back better than ever. Hopefully, he won't just get, you know, slingshotted onto the main roster with nothing to do, like they did with a, a whole bunch of the NXT stars recently. Um, I'd like to see him stick around in NXT a little bit longer before he makes the inevitable jump.
0: Yeah. But
1: um, it's one man's, you know, loss is another person's opportunity, and uh, it's certainly as we'll, you know, talk about. Um, uh, Going to be great
0: for somebody. Mm. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, one thing I, I will say about Tommaso Ciampa, I, I, maybe it's just my opinion, I think it's possibly a lot of other people's opinion, but possibly um, he will go down um, th- this reign of his as possibly the best uh, NXT championship reign um, of all time, maybe. I know that we've had some really, um, you know, Excellent, excellent wrestlers that have held the NXT Championship belt going back as far as Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Nakamura, you name them, even down yes. to, to the Bo Dallas's and the, the Big E's of this world. But uh, And, the, and the, the Adrian Neville's as well. Um, some excellent, excellent wrestlers. But I think Tommaso Ciampa, he, you know, he had so many kind of... Excellent main event matches, whether it be against uh, Johnny Gargano or Alistair Black. Um, and not only were they excellent matches, but, you know, the storyline and the kind of the character and his gimmick that he's kind of brought to the front over the last year or two. Um, I think, you, you know, when you kind of tie it all into one package, I think it's uh, probably the best NXT Championship reign, in my opinion, um, you know, of all time.
1: Definitely, I, I wouldn't dispute that. And I mean, even going back when we're talking about matches, he even managed to look fragile and like he might even drop his title to Otis Dozovic. I mean, Otis Dozovic mm. had the best match he's had in NXT and probably WWE career that I've seen. Uh, and it was, you know, champ. it just speaks to Champa's ability and his character and all-round. That, that he can make somebody who wasn't even in the picture and and he, and he made nXt about that belt, you know you had yeah. um when when you had and that, as great as everybody else that you mentioned there, whether it was Joe or Nakamura, Bala and mm. uh, neville were they were about the matches. He he made the whole show about the NXT title, and he and he made that title more
0: important. Yeah, that that bout was uh, never um, you know never as relevant as when uh, Tommaso Ciampa was uh, was holding it, um, and uh, yeah, he kind of gave that bout its own little character, its own little lease of life, and uh, you know I, I think that. People cared more about that belt with with its uh, kind of goldy nickname than a lot of yeah. the wrestlers on the roster. To be honest with you, but uh, really I'm good. I'm sure he'll be back, and I'm sure he'll be as good um, as as ever. Um, you know, and uh, whether it be on the main roster or NXT, I'm sure he'll be successful somewhere down the line. But uh, um, what I really liked about this, just to kind of cap off this little segment, was. The little touch uh, where Triple H put Goldie upon the announcers' desk um, as he walked off, and I thought that was a, a nice little touch there, and uh, you know, just just something you don't see every day, just something like that, a little bit different to the norm. But um, then we get uh, reactions from various wrestlers, Kona Reeves and the Forgotten Sons, and the Forgotten Sons, of course, um, uh, they still have a, a final match or a, a match in the final of the Dusty Road Road Tag Team Classic, which will take place next week against. Uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black. Um, let's have a look here. So then we get uh, video clips uh, leading up to this epic match from all the superstars that will be taking uh, part in this five-way number one contenders match. Uh, Ricochet says that he's not just here to be a highlight reel he's here to win. Alistair Black said that um, uh, that he will be the last man standing that everybody will fade to black. The Velveteen Dream says that the spotlight is only big enough for one man and when the Dream wins uh, you can call him the first ever dual champion in NXT. Matt Riddle says that he's stoked and uh, he says that he's (laughs) he's worked his ace off uh, at uh, um, you know uh, he's worked his ace off and at NXT TakeOver New York he will be crowned the new NXT champion bro Um, and then Adam Cole the last one of the five to speak says that uh, tonight will be uh, he'll be fighting four of NXT's best. He said that two years ago he debuted at uh, NXT at the Barclays Center where he beat down Drew McIntyre and held the NXT Championship high above his head. He said that he will be the next NXT Champion in New York and that's undisputed. Uh, we then see a backstage confrontation where uh, Bianca Belair approaches Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane who will be going um, up against the dominant... Shayna Baszler at Takeover New York, where all four of them will be, um, you know, uh, competing for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, so, so what's your kind of thoughts on on some of that? Uh, what's your thoughts on on the four-way for the Women's Championship first of all, David?
1: again speaks to the superlative builds of um, championship matches whether it's the women's and and the character depth that everybody has everybody's got a reason to be there it's a simple direction that we go back to the call net you you know good guy bad guy reason to fight but it's not always good guy bad guy it's just somebody with the character and somebody that's in the position, you know, they've all got an argument, whether it's being the former champion or having a winning streak or, you know, just being the next blue chipper who's coming up like a Bianca Belair, and it, it does leave a question, you know, sometimes you can go into a match and say, uh, the, the champion's going to retain, here. Yeah, this person's got no chance, but the with nxt you've got that level of talent that anybody's capable of holding the belt and anybody's capable of being a great champion whether it's the women the men the yeah. tag teams it's it's all built properly it all gets time to breathe
0: definitely definitely so then there's only one match uh on this week's episode of nxt and that is the five way uh between adam cole ricochet velveteen dream matt riddle and alistair black of course um so uh, plenty of fast and furious action as this match gets underway. Uh, Riddle nails Ricochet with three Gut Wrench suplexes before uh, being caught with an enziguri from Adam Cole. Uh, Velveteen Dream nails Adam Cole with a double axe handle from the top turnbuckle to the outside. Uh, Riddle applies the bro mission onto Alistair Black uh, but the move is broken up. Uh, there's a flurry of kicks and strikes from all five competitors dropping each one of them down to the canvas one at a time to loud NXT chants. Uh, then we see uh, an awesome four man superplex spot with uh, Ricochet taking the worst on that move. Uh, Alistair Black hits a Meteora onto Velveteen Dream before Black is caught with a, f- uh, like a fisherman uh, buster for a two count it certainly looked like a bit of a fisherman buster Um, Cole then gets a two count after a vertical neck breaker before being nailed with a reverse runner from ricochet and a handspring somersault plancher then Matt Riddle is about to make Velveteen Dream tap after applying the Bro mission on Velveteen Dream, but the referee gets pulled outside, uh, gets pulled out of the ring before Dream can tap out. Ricochet sends Dream to the outside and to the floor from the top turnbuckle with a sweet Hurricane Rana. And uh, Ricochet Ricochet, looks like he's got the match won after a beautiful Shooter Star press on Matt Riddle, uh, but his cover is interrupted by a precise running knee to the back of the head from Adam Cole. Cole covers Ricochet and gets the pinfall to win the five-way in 16 minutes, and Adam Cole goes on to face Johnny Gargano uh, for the vacant NXT Championship at TakeOver New York. a fantastic match possibly the best match of the week on uh, any sort of wwe programming um and uh yeah a, a deserved winner there um an excellent match from all five competitors i want your thoughts on this one david
1: oh the, the, you know there's, there's no loser with any of those five i mean the talent level in that anybody would be happy to see any of them is as, as nxt champion or in contention but you know cole was quietly the the straw that stirred the drink, and and again, as you said, a fantastic match. It was yeah. 15 minutes, and it, you know, it it felt like 30. What they crammed into there, you know, mm. there was no lulls, there was no rest holds. It was just go, go, go from the outset, and you know, everything flowed. Everything looked great. You had. Um, Velveteen Dream at six foot three and what two forty pounds flying around like a cruise oh, away yeah. and you know and uh, breaking up that bro mission over and over again. You had some great striking exchanges. You, you just had a smorgasbord of everything you could possibly want from strikes to submissions to high flying and just last minute saves and everything. And it just that that last shot looked really uh, and the meteor. Uh, you could call it a meteor because it it looked really precise and on the money. You know everybody was earning the paycheck in that match. And it, it was absolutely fantastic and streets ahead of anything on I mean as good as Smackdown can be some weeks yeah. and you get some good matches, but NXT is another level as, as we both well you know, well documented and definitely. And, and you know it, it, was, it just speaks uh, every single week you're getting pay-per-view quality matches. I don't care what anybody says. It, yeah. it's excellent we're, we're more than spoiled with
0: NXT we oh. really are we really are well speaking of being spoilt with NXT I'm going to quickly run down the, the, the five match card as it stands well it, it's always a five match card but um, uh, so we, the women's championship match obviously Shayna Bays is going to be defending her championship against uh, Bianca Belair Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai and uh, I'm guessing it's going to be one of their matches where Shayna doesn't necessarily need to be the person that's pinned to lose her championship so the odds are stacked against her but I think this could be an excellent match I think everybody's predicting a new champion in here uh, with the rumours going around that Shayna is um, main roster bound um, and I think that uh, she is definitely definitely ready for the main roster. Um, who's your pick on this this match here then, David? Oh,
1: you're putting us on the spot mm. here yeah, because I hadn't really had time to put um, have any fault into it. Um, well, um, I mean, Corrie's been there, hasn't she? I, I'd, yeah. I'd like this I'd like to say Eo, but again, it's it's the NXT build. I don't really mind if it's Bianca, and I and I don't even really mind if if Corey has another run with the belt. Every single you know version of that creates opportunities. There's um, contenders there, so it's all excitement. Everybody's worthy of of holding the belt, and and it's gonna be interesting as well if Shana does go up to the main roster. How they're gonna Go with that because obviously at one point we had the idea of the horse women versus MMA horse women, but maybe you know Shayna might be the one to chase, uh, run her off raw for a um, maybe. You know, you know she's you know, maybe she's going to come out and do one of them sit-ins where I'm not. I have I might have lost my belt if she does lose a belt, and but I'm I'm not going to leave. You know nobody can make me leave, and then Shayna comes out and they could go that way with it. You know and then that would be a bit different. You know the kind of. She's not a good guy, but she's not a bad guy. Sending Ronda off her, kind of make people uh, warm up. And maybe. And a lot of people, you know, the down on Shana, but I think she's actually an excellent uh, character and an excellent heel. You know, she might not be flashy and she doesn't flip and moonsault and everything else, but she gets the job done and her Definitely. stuff looks, you know. Uh, again, we've talked about, um, you know, Ono and her stuff is... It's it's right in there, you know. It looks like it hurts. So um, hopefully, uh, I, I, I'm going to go with Eo and, and fail in that. Probably Bianca. So I'm, I'm hedging me bets
0: there. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's an interesting one. Well, um, I, I I would probably favour Io uh, in this match as well because she is the the newer of the of the, of the, of the kind of the. Uh, four wrestlers that's going to be in the ring, and I, I do think that she has um, the the most to prove, really, because uh, we've not seen an awful lot from her. Um, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she walks away with it. Then again, I wouldn't be surprised if Bianca Belair walks away with it, because um, I think that to keep it on kind of like that, um, I, I would still class Bianca Belair as, as a heel, and to keep it on that kind of um, heel. Uh, character um i think works quite well but uh, we shall see um i don't know if it's going to be the strongest match of the night but um like it certainly got us guessing as to who might come you know, yeah, get over that's on a that shame match.
1: as well because I mean it, it's almost a disservice to the women that say that their match would be like maybe the I don't even want to say the word weakest because it's the standard of NXT's oh, takeovers is yeah. so high that what any I mean if you put that match on the main roster it would probably be one of the best matches on a pay per view. Yeah. But uh, because of the standard of NXT, everybody tends to go over. Oh, well, the women's match wasn't quite so good, but it's still a more than you know competent much and a
0: team and match. Oh, I'm sure they'll deliver. I'm sure they'll more <laughs> than <laughs> deliver. Um, then we got the War Raiders defending their championships against the, the winners of the Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team uh, Classic. Now, um, the, the final, as we know, is taking place next week, or I presume it's next week, and it will be Ricochet and Alistair Black versus the Forgotten Sons. Um, many of you know who goes through to the to, to the final to face the War Raiders. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sold, to be honest with you, on the War Raiders as, as, a, as, a, as an act. I I did enjoy their match uh, against uh, Undisputed Era. I think it was at um, TakeOver Phoenix in January when War Raiders actually took the titles from Undisputed Era. Um, You know, for for two big guys, they can pull off some some good matches and some fantastic moves. but uh this might you know i I don't know i i I can see the war raiders retaining whoever they go up against because if it's the forgotten sons i don't think they'll be um the favorites to beat um the war raiders and if it's ricochet and black then they're obviously up on the main roster already so i can't imagine them hanging around in nxt as the tag champions um so this is possibly a, a war raiders retain in my opinion what do you think
1: yeah, I think the problem is as well, in a larger picture with the NXT tag team scene, is that, um, you know, we're in a rebuilding phase now. The Forgotten Suns aren't quite where they need to be. Um, Black and um, Ricochet, uh, as you said, um more focused on the main roster. And another problem is is that the Undisputed Era was so fantastic as. The tag team champions that anything else is going to seem a come down, and i 've seen the War Raiders as war machine have really good matches yeah. and, and you know crazy brawls of progress with the london riot who i wasn 't hugely sold on. I like um, war machine war Raiders call them what you will as a tag team and i'm sure they'll improve as long as they stay on nxt and but the problem is is outside of the match we don't really have that much about them over the fact that the vikings and there's, there's not really much meat to go with that you know it's like yeah. we need to know more uh it's but the, the characters are fleshed out on nxt and unfortunately the war raiders it's just all about the demolition of their opponents in the ring which is it's what it's all about at the end of the day mm. but i think we need uh, a tag team division again that supports that uh, the, the the best of what they've got at the moment. Uh, you know, it looks like Undisputed Era might be going in a different direction in time to come, and we might see some you know infighting and you know uh, changes of uh, positioning in that group. But uh, the the they're a victim. Uh, the division is a, a victim of their success. The mm. Undisputed Era was so exceptional that everything else seems less.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, we've already spoken uh, quite a bit about Pete Dunne versus Walter um, that could be well, any of these matches could be the match of the night but that's the match that I'm most looking forward to um, the Velveteen Dream versus uh, I don't think it's been 100% announced yet but I think that, you know those that spend any longer than a few seconds on, on the internet will know that he's going to be defending his championship his uh, North American championship against Matt Riddle that Uh, could be another fantastic match and um, Matt Riddle's not been in the NXT brand for too long he's really only had one main feud against Cassius Ohno Uh, but uh, I think the the two should have um, an absolutely fantastic match and uh, definitely um, a a match to look forward to on the night Matt Riddle versus the Velveteen Dream Um, how can you see this match playing out then David?
1: I mean it's it's got a small build but um you know with these two you are they're always going to uh put the effort in i think the problem right now with the north american championship is nobody's really had like a, a long run with it you know yeah. it's like um th- there's been a lot of jumping around and if they take the the north american title off dream which i hope they don't um it's as much as i love matt riddle anybody knows i love matt riddle but mm. um you know it's it's a, a strange situation. It's like you can't... Uh, I mean, you look at Valvertean Dream and you know if Vince messes that up as a megastar, you, you know, he's got his next rock there or something like that. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. You look at that guy, he's money, he's a T-shirt, he's oh, yeah. everything, you know. He's a young guy and, it, and he's only going to get better. He's got the character there. Uh, he can be a bad guy, he can be a good guy. Mm. He blends all different movesets from past superstars and even in his entrances now. He's money, it's simple as that. Um, this match will be good. Uh, hopefully, they'll keep the belt on dream. We need some process and, and it's nice to see that the top stars that have been NXT champions or going to be NXT champions are going after this North America. It's gotten prestige like we used to do with the Intercontinental di- title back in the day when you had the Bret Harts and you missed the perfect control and all that. So, hopefully, that's what will happen with the North American title. So, for the shortfall, we're going to have a, a good match, a lot of build. It's going to be interesting to see who the crowd's behind. I've got a feeling it's going to be about 60-40 for Dream at least. Yeah. You know, you, you can't hear that guy, but... Uh he
0: is the future. Yeah, two two great characters, two great gimmicks, and uh, two great workers. I can't wait for that one. And finally, uh, we have spoken a bit about it already, but uh, the, the 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 what's going to be the main event at uh, Takeover New York? Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole for the vacant NXT Championship match. Um, it, it, it could be uh, yeah, fifty-fifty really on this one. I say I, I think everybody would have expected Johnny Gargano to have gone over and uh, won the championship had he been going up against Tommaso Ciampa are they going to go with the same kind of you know, outcome um, but I uh I think they could throw a little bit of a curveball here and they could actually throw um, throw the championship Adam Cole's way. That's just my opinion. That's certainly the outcome that, that I would probably prefer on the night, if I'm honest. Uh, with this kind of main event match, where's your kind of head and where's your heart at the moment, David? Well,
1: I've seen, I've seen a little scuttlebutt and a little bit of a spoiler for a future show, but you know, WWE likes to throw these things out and, yeah. you know, um, swerve the fans that, um, of Adam Cole defending the title uh, champion versus champion against uh, Velveteen Dream, which might speak The way he is, but Mm. it could be a complete, as I said, curveball by WWE. They've done it before, Um, but again, we're talking about talent, and you know, whichever way they go, we win. You know, it's
0: very, very true.
1: um, um, and if you look at the roster of you know superstars that were in that fatal five way match, the majority of them are faces, so you could have any of them against adam Cole and you 're going to have a fantastic match, but equally, if gargano's got that belt whether he's a tweener, bad guy good guy yeah. you're going to get a fantastic match so we can't lose uh, i 'd like to see Adam Cole to be honest because he's had that long slow build of he wins some he loses some yep. he 's been North American champion the the Undisputed Era has been on top and then they've been down, and it's a good storyline build over the last couple of years that he's had. And you know, hopefully, he'll get his just due finally.
0: Yeah, very true. Well, that, that pretty much covers um, kind of everything NXT related. I think we covered everything and more there, David. So, uh, um, I, I just want to kind of thank you for coming on the show again. And hopefully, we'll get to talk again. And, and maybe we'll uh, do a, a special episode um, for a certain show called um, I don't know what's it called wrestlemania or something uh so so we, 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 <laughs> is, that the, is that that one after the big show yeah? <laughs> Ah, big yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe we'll uh, get together and, uh, and discuss that in a, in a couple of weeks time but uh thanks again for coming on board and uh yes we'll we'll catch up soon david
1: look forward to it take care
0: thank you So there you go. That was uh, David Anderson and myself having a full recap of this week's NXT, NXT UK, as well as having a a little look ahead to the WrestleMania card and, uh, of course, uh, see how the TakeOver New York card is shaping up just two weeks out from that big show. So uh, that draws a close to episode 31. Um, Don't forget to listen to episode 32, which will be uh, dropping very soon and that will feature an exclusive interview with Gary Ward who is the owner and promoter of Wrestlegate Pro in Nottingham uh, so a really fascinate, fascinating fascinating uh, insight into the, the the life of a UK wrestling promoter and it's a fairly new promotion but definitely making some uh, some waves on the British indie scene it's got a very unique look and feel about it and it's getting the attention of the, uh, of, the of the wrestling world you could say um, but you'll hear all about it in my interview with Gary Ward very soon So once again, uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can do simply email wrestlingwithjohners at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. Um, You can find us at withjohners underscore pod. You can find us on Instagram. Very simply, um, instagram.com forward slash wrestlingwithjohners. We do have a YouTube page where you can find this uh, this uh, podcast, of course, and all the previous podcasts. Go on to YouTube and simply find Wrestling With Johnners. That's J-O-H-N-E-R-S. You will also find us on Facebook. So we do have a very interactive Facebook there with uh, daily updates, uh, news, and uh, the usual kind of conversation that happens um, on our Wrestling With Genres Facebook group. Just sign on to Facebook, look for Wrestling With Genres. And you can ask to be part of that group there. Once again, you can find us on all major podcast platforms, uh, which includes um, Apple Podcasts, so iTunes, for example, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, YouTube, Podcast Addict, Anchor, and wherever you find your podcast, we are literally everywhere. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you did, don't forget to hit uh, like and subscribe and shout about this podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your family and let's start spreading the word about wrestling with genres. So there we go. That's the end for another episode. As I mentioned earlier, don't forget to listen to uh, episode 32, which features an exclusive interview with Gary Ward, the owner and promoter of Resgate Pro in Nottingham. Otherwise, have yourself a good week and uh, we'll be back very soon with more updates and reviews on NXT and NXT UK as well as uh, uh, looking forward to WrestleMania, uh, NXT TakeOver, and uh, all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, have yourself a good week, and we will speak to you all again very soon.